Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the Influential You podcast. I'm Josh D'Amigo, program faculty member for Influential You and your host for this weekly podcast. At Influential You, we teach you how to take charge of your career and amplify your professional influence. Since 2009, we have had thousands of business owners, executives, and entrepreneurs become more influential, more rewarded, and more you. Today, I welcome Cece Bo at the Influential You podcast. Cece Bo is a mother, a daughter, and a lifelong learner. She's dedicated herself to yoga and incorporating its philosophy into her family since discovering its joys and benefits. She aims to share the healing she experienced through yoga by offering a practice that her clients may embody in their daily lives and find balance mentally, both physically and spiritually. And we'll probably talk a little bit about health too for those of you January nuts. Thank you for joining me on the Influential You podcast. Cece, it's so good to have you. How are you? I'm doing good. Hi, Josh. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Cece, uh, for our listeners and viewers, will you explain your specific offer in the marketplace? Sure. Yeah. So I have a boutique yoga studio in Thousand Oaks, and we're family-based uh, traditional yoga studio that we offer uh, hatha, restorative, avinyasa style for adults practitioners. We also do kids, teen yoga, and family yoga. And you've really specialized in the, the kids and teen and family yoga, right? That's something a little bit newer for you that you found during COVID? Yes, we are. Um, so I have two children myself. So this is how uh, the family yoga idea got inspired is because I want to share my own practice with my kids. We're going to talk more about that in a little bit because I'm, I'm really excited. You are someone that I met through the Greater Conejo Valley Chamber of Commerce. We met on these screens, so it's only apropos that we keep talking on these screens. We've only, I think we've, what, have we seen each other in person one time, twice maybe? Maybe one or twice, yeah, once <laughs> or twice through the chamber events. And it's just a hill that separates us, but that was the nature of COVID. And what what it did to kind of the ecology and, and, and here at Influential You. So if you could tell me a little bit about life and business before you studied here um, at Influential You, I'd love to just start there. Sure. So um, I opened the studio in uh, late 2019, so not much longer prior to the pandemic. Um, um, what I, How I started the yoga practice is um, I went to uh, Ubu Bali for a um, yoga teacher training. And after the training, I brought it back um, to Thousand Oaks and I want to find a place where I can share my practice with my kids. But most yoga studios, as you know, um, they are, they have their yoga kind of atmosphere, right? There's so some kids are not very uh, welcome into the practice, into the studio. So I couldn't find a place where I can bring my kids on the mat with me. So that's how I got started with a family yoga studio. Um, yeah, that's how my life was prior to the pandemic, prior to um, I started Influential You, is getting the business started and getting my foot into the door. Now, you join the Greater Conejo Valley Chamber of Commerce. I believe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, you kind of started asking around different people, kind of the resources that they were taking advantage of. And I believe that you spoke with Crystal Evans who said, you need to meet Josh. And then you did. And then you were like, who is this guy? What? He's crazy. Tell me, tell me what, how that kind of, how did you meet me? How did that whole situation come about where you even heard about Influential You? 
Sure. So during the, uh, you know, during the pandemic, when we were forced to shut down the studio for any indoor practice, um, I had to look for ways to survive in a way to keep that business going and not giving up on just a, a new, newly started practice. So I um, attended a lot of the chamber events and that's kind of the only support I have at that time is to continue looking for support through all the events that cha the chamber hosted. Um, so Crystal, we were in the same um, networking group, we call it Spark at that time. Um, so that's how I met Crystal. And then uh, somebody recommended me to chat with her because she's also a female entrepreneur. So we're right. kind of in the similar um, situation at that time, looking for ways to keep the business going. And when I chat with Crystal, she said she's going, uh, she's taking that program at that time. I think she was taking MAP. Mm -hmm. uh, so she recommended me uh, to chat with you. And I already know you through, you know, you were the host of some of the virtual events at the chamber. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll connect with Josh. And I learned uh, all about the programs that you offer. And I thought, you know, maybe this could save me or, you know, give me some support. And, you know, I was just looking for anything I can at that time. Yeah. And, you know, during the pandemic, there were a lot of different responses to how, you know, even California being a little bit more rigorous than some other places. In a lot of places, they they either operated, we'll call it illegally or operated, you know, kind of, it. but you had an ethic and a, and a way of moving that you weren't about that. And and I, I always respected that because you really followed the rules. And you, from what I what I saw, you had to start applying what you were learning really quickly. Can you tell me a little bit about what it was like kind of in the COVID starting the business and then you're starting to implement some of the things that you're learning in the program? What did you start to learn and how did you start to move in order to keep your business afloat during a time when many businesses weren't? Sure. Yeah. So as I, you know, when we were forced to shut down with all the indoor practice, um, at one point I was lost, pretty much, you know, don't know what to do. And I did, you know, we still, I still continue with the newsletters, um, the social media posts, but at that point we lost a lot of, um, our instructors, um, who are, you know, not feeling comfortable continue, or they were converting themselves to teach online from, uh, with their own client base. And as a really brand new yoga studio, we didn't really generate a lot of that community, um, at the beginning of 2020. So we were just brand brand new, fully re, uh, fully opened uh, the January 2020. So when we were closed, we had to look for other ways. Of course, I learned how to do it online. We converted to that online streaming recorded session. That's one of the things we offer like everybody else. Um, and then we have to look for ways to how to find that in-person connection again. So we did outdoor practice with a mask on when people are feeling more comfortable in that way. And we did keep the social distancing with yoga in the park. Um, one thing that make me feel like I'm responsible to follow the rules is because we are wellness and health-based pra um, you know, practice and business. So I feel like one of the main goal we are doing is to keep people healthy in that way. So um, to continue the practice, we have to look for other ways to do. Yeah, yeah. and that's um, when I joined the Influence U, um, I start to realize I'm not, I can't do everything by myself, right? So as an inventor, what I identify myself with, the personality, uh, I tend to kind of put everything on my own shoulder and try to do a one-person show. And I did, you know, I, at some point I did that. <laughs> 
And then through the study of um, FOT, I realized, you know, I do need a team. I need different people to support me in different areas. And I noticed um, some of my strength and um, my weakness. So I'm, I have a better understanding of um, how my business is going and what I can do with myself and my team. Yeah, so good. And uh, for those of you who are listening in and we're using acronyms, uh, this is this is perfectly. I love when people kind of get in on the secret. FOT standing for Fundamentals of Transaction, our primary program. MAP being Mechanics and Practice. It's, it's our secondary program and it's a four-year curriculum. But what's fun about it is, you know, students pick up their own lingo and, and then we make people kind of jump in and, hey, jump on in. It's a secret. So I'd like to include you guys. What I, what I like to say here is you started to innovate. And the assets and liabilities that the inventor brings with them is someone who sees, like assesses a thing and then invents a solution. And sometimes they forget about the people part where they actually have to get people to hear their great idea. I've always experienced you as someone who is actually really good at inviting people. Um, but it, you know, sometimes that's a liability for inventors. I'd love if you spoke a little bit about what you learned about the assets and liabilities there. Um, and maybe what you started to do to counter some of your liabilities in your business. Sure. Yeah. So I um, realized that um, I'm good at coming up with ideas, right? So that's one strength I have during the pandemic is if this way doesn't go um, go through, then I will think about different ways. So as for the studio part that I did reimagine how a yoga practice could be done. So I connected with a lot of um, private clients when people feel comfortable doing yoga in their backyard at home or even through shorter online sessions. So sometimes I connect with a private client. We're just doing breath work for 15 minutes on the computer. So they are comfortable connect in that way instead of meeting an in-person practice in the studio. And some people feel more comfortable doing practice in their backyard with, with their children so they can actually share a safer practice with their, their entire family. So I just look for different ways to connect with people and um, keep that relationship going. And another thing I realized as an inventor is that um, I'm, you know, some of the things that I'm not very good at, right? Like most yoga studio uh, teachers, they're not good at uh, making money. <laughs> so that's one thing that I realized, you know, I do need some support on the business coaching or financing part that uh, get the numbers going and uh, get the business arrive. So, um, yeah, that's also what I learned through the FOT. That's so good. And, you know, our executive producer, Tyson, is also an inventor. And you would have you would have laughed to see his realization that this yoga instructor is an inventor and he went, oh, his, like the, the light started firing as he started to read your show notes. And he, for the first time in six months, he sent me some questions to ask you because he thought that this was so fascinating. He said, you know, Cece, you innovated a ton during the pandemic within your yoga studio. And in the show notes, you gave influential use some credit for that. Can you share some examples of how you innovated a, a, a you know, a, a thousand year old, thousands of year old practice in your own way and because that was fascinating to him. So can you, can you share some of the innovations that you came up with uh, during the pandemic? 
Sure. Yeah. So we started doing, like I said, yoga in the park, and then we did um, outdoor practice. And at one point, um, I think it was through one of these like collaborating meetings through the chamber that one of the networking group people suggested me, why don't you try out goat yoga? That's one of the ways, you know, you can do yoga outdoors. So I reached out to one of the goat yoga providers and we started doing collaborations. And but my practice, like at our studio, most our clients are family based. So after we did one goat yoga session, we realized, you know, the goats are not very safe for younger kids. They have, you know, they have hooves and they get very close to your face. So we realized that's more like a farm thing. And then we start to think about other ideas. What other animals are little cute, fluffy things that we can partner up with? So we start doing bunny yoga and that's uh, what we call yoga with real rabbits. And that's, we're still have, we're still doing that. That's one of our kind of most successful program right now and families and kids love it. And it's much safer to have um, a yoga practice with bunnies. So you get to experiencing a rabbit laying on your back, on your belly while you're doing yoga poses. I, I love that because I also see Michael Teehee in the booth and he just lit up just a second ago. And it's kind of the similar reaction that I had. I remember being on the chamber, you know, webinar and hearing bunny yoga. And then I remember once you couldn't make it and I said, oh, I'll pitch it for you. Let me pitch it. And I, and I, I just, I think it's so innovative and I think it's so clever. Um, and I'm, I'm going to come and do it at some point, take my Benadryl and show up. But here's what I'd like to ask. You also did something with the business, right? Because that's a great idea. But you also used some of the principles of Cialdini, of how you were going to move with some scarcity. Um, as a business owner, can you tell me a little bit about what you did in order to make it so that that was a super successful program? Sure. Yeah. So a big transition, I would say, um, in my in my mind and also the way I'm running the studio is before the pandemic, we used to our slogan used to be yoga for everyone. Right. So when you're saying yoga for everyone, you're kind of excluding a lot of people or even everyone in a way, because, you know, it's hard for people to identify with what you're, you're really, really, uh, really providing. So um, I said, realizing we need to focus on a special niche and really what our studio is about, we start to, you know, focus on the kids and teenager programs. So we focus on mindfulness education and also starting um, started to do trauma informed yoga practice. And that's for more towards when we did a reopening towards a later of the pandemic. So that's how I kind of pivoted my my own mindset and then pivoted the business direction to focus more on that healing aspect and a differentiate our uh, studio from the other corporate yoga practice. Yeah, I, I love it for a couple of reasons. And, and one of the things is it's not just like you just came up with an idea and just ran with it. like. You also thought about the whole transaction, the maintenance involved with all the other things going on, the, the fact that, hey, we do need to make a profit. Let's design this for a profit. And it wasn't just a cool idea. And a lot of times, as you know, inventors will come up with a great idea and then not consider the maintenance that goes along with that great idea. Was there anything that maybe grounded you in the fundamentals of transaction studies that allowed you to kind of think of the whole transaction and not just the cool, fun idea. Is there anything like that that you'd be open to sharing with us? Yes, I think once we realize that circle of the transaction, you know, as inventors, I'm definitely focused on that first quarter of the circle. And I realized there's what so much more in the other half and to really complete a transaction. 
Um, so we started to reach out to our clients um, about feedbacks, right? Asking them what we did good and what other things that we can improve. Even though like adding, when we can reopen in studio, we ask them what are some good times to have a class and what are the classes that you're looking for? At, a point, at one point we were offering power yoga, which is like a most popular practice in, in America, right? People mm -hmm. want to do a workout, they want to do sweating stuff. Um, like a strong yoga practice. But once we did the survey and the feedbacks from our current clients, we realized, you know, most of the clients coming to our studio are not looking for a power sweating hot yoga practice. They're looking for more like a healing, relaxed and calm yoga experience. So that's how we kind of shifted our focus more on the traditional yoga practice, doing hatha, restorative vinyasa style. And most of our practice are beginner friendly. So we offer modifications, introduce you to breath work and meditation. So they will feel that calm and relaxation after their practice. It's, it's so good. And, and I was just reading a book this morning. There's a new edition of Your Brain at Work. And he changes some of uh, chapter 10. He talks a lot about how in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, humans ought to be higher on the list in the sense of they're usually in the middle. But what we find in the new edition is that what you, what we're missing is that, you know, we are so dependent upon humans when we're young that we actually build relationships and even introverts would do well to have more close intimate relations. You found that as an inventor, you don't always think of the people in your process. And this is kind of going into kind of part two of your story what you learned. And I'd love to hear a little bit about how you learned that, yes, you are a solopreneur, but you needed to build a team and you needed to pay attention to your customers. Are you open to telling me a little bit about that? Sure. So, um, you know, like you said, as a, an inventor, we focus more, we're kind of very independent, right? We're good at leading the things. Um, but I started realizing, you know, I still need that connection, that support from my instructors from my team and even when i start to interview the instructor i start paying attention to their personalities and to see if they would be a good performer or a good producer to help me um, strengthen that team and so when i meet with a client uh, especially on the one-on-one -on -one sessions with a trauma-informed yoga practice i get to connect them deeply uh, connect with them deeply in in a more mental spiritual level so i um, give them assessments and ask, you know, what their current situation is, uh, see if they are going through any mental stress, depression, physical fatigue, so I can meet them where they are on the mat and give them the right tools to feel better, stronger, and more confident in their daily lives. Yeah, so I think that whole uh, kind of person-to-person -person connection, I'm realizing um, what their personality is and what I can give to support them. It's, it's very important. Now, you, you also had a metric that you were um, kind of watching, a measurement, if you will, mm -hmm. of, of, of how you were going to be successful with the people. Can you tell me a little bit more about the story about the metric? Was it, are you talking about the FOT one? What, yes, I, I believe okay, that. Okay, what, what we were tracking during the, the study. Yeah. Okay, so my three uh, tracking, it was, um, I, you know, I had support from one of our alumni from the influential you, I think. So uh, she actually gave me a very good uh, suggestion and sent me to the right direction because as an inventor, I'm not good at tracking my status, right? So I'm good at inventing, but not to finishing up uh, the other half. Mm. So um, what I was tracking was um, 
the times of how many times I'm meditating through the week. So that's mm. more like myself, like a self-care for myself. So I'm not always just in my head. I also need time to connect back into my heart and have that mental clarity. And another thing I was tracking was my financial, um, you know, my, my financial status. So those are like incomes coming from private clients and that one-on-one -on -one sessions. And then another thing I was tracking was actually uh, how many times I'm reaching out to a client. At, at the beginning of my study, it was really hard for me to kind of step out, taking that first step out to give the client a cold call or just reach out, either email them to say, hey, are you ready to come to the practice? Um, we're reopened or we're offering outdoor practice. Do you feel comfortable joining our practice or joining a series? So I was tracking how many times I reached out and how many response I, I, I got from that. And it, it's so fun for me because, you know, I think we had a similar experience in the sense that I was going through some of the advanced programs, mechanics and practice too, as you were doing fundamentals of transaction. And the, you know, the liability of COVID was like, there wasn't a whole lot to do. The asset was we could study a lot. And it, it's very obvious that you've done a lot of study. You've done a lot of work on your business, in your business. I, I want to say something, but I, I don't want to come across as rude. Be, before I start, how many languages do you speak? Like, cause you know, the American, like English is a second language for you. I speak Mandarin. Yes. Mandarin first and then mm -hmm. in English. And the, the reason I ask this is, is I can see in a lot of times when people are reaching out for invitations that can be a thing or it can be a, mm -hmm. is that a thing? Was that ever a thing for you? Was that something that you had to kind of have confidence in, in doing when you were speaking with people? I think it took practice. It took time for me to really feel embodied in that role of uh, reaching out to a client. And I'm sure the language barrier has something to do with my confidence. But after a few rounds, you know, when I feel I, I got a good response, I don't feel um, that's keeping me, you know, hold, holding me back or anything. But I do think at the beginning, it's definitely hard to take that first step out to doing a cold call and, you know, using that connection. Yeah. Well, the, the deliberate practice that we teach and, the, you know, doing things and measuring it and making sure that it's all those, you know, the, the qualities of a deliberate practice. The reason I ask those questions is because I remember very clearly working with you on invitations at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And who is the person that was your mentor in the, in the program? Tracy. Tracy. Uh, That's okay. If you, uh, <laughs> Tracy Chesney, maybe, or, or I don't know, but it, I'm, I'm thinking really quickly, like, to me, it's it's fascinating because I'm watching the way that you're moving even now, and there's a confidence that there it that wasn't there a year and a half ago when we first met. There was a unsure of where you were going. There was a I don't know what's next. I'm not really sure. And now it feels like you know when I was reading the show notes, you. <laughs> sorry, I'm trying not to cry, and I, I told you this before the show. I wasn't going to do this. You built your business around your children. You build your schedule around your family and your business works, but only because your family works first. Will you tell me a little bit about kind of the deliberate practice you put in and how you designed your company and your business to work in your life and not the other way around? Sure. Yes. Um, I mean, I feel like during the pandemic, at one point when I was kind of lost and looking for ways to just keep the business survive, I was probably 
what do you say, working in my business or have the business work on me, right? So uh, I, I definitely felt like overwhelmed at a certain point. I felt like, you know, I don't know where, which direction I'm going, but I just couldn't give up at that point, right? I feel like I want to keep going. This is just like the beginning of the, the whole um, business journey. And I was just making a lot of relationships, connections with um, other small business, other vendors in the local area, kind of planting the seeds and hoping one day that could sprout into something when we are back to some sort of normal and we're able to reopen. Um, so I have two young kids. Um, at that point, one was in uh, daycare, one was probably uh, preschool. So I had to folk, you know, they were home with me a lot of times when we were doing Zoom studies or the meetings, you see them jumping on or they were doing their own virtual studies as well. So a lot of my effort time was consumed by them, just like most of the moms, women out there. Um, so I have to find a balance for myself, for my own family life first um, to be able to keep that health and wellness functioning in my own uh, system in my own life. So um, when we were able to reopen, you know, when my kids were back to school, I was just building my group classes, my private appointments around their schedule. So they have a half day at school, then I teach most of my uh, group classes during the day when they were at school. And when they're off school, when they're back in the studio with me, I host a after school kids uh, or teen yoga program where they could join me at the studio um, during the practice. So they feel like they're not um, ignored by mom, right? They have, right. they still have that quality uh, family time spent with me while I'm also teaching and sharing the practice with other kids and families. And I think that also brought me closer to some of the moms, some of the families who are participating in our programs. So if they didn't feel like I'm up there as a, like as a, you know, solo entrepreneur or a yoga teacher, they felt like I'm part of them um, being, you know, in the same shoes with them, have young kids, busy life and sharing the practice with my kids. It's so good. And I, I'm just, it's funny to tell a yoga instructor, you seem so calm and you seem, but it's, it really is um, practicing what you preach in a lot of ways. You know, like I, I feel even right here, I'm like, this is, Cece, this is great. Like, you're, this is awesome. So I'm, I'm really it's just, it's touching to kind of see someone who is really, most people live to work. They don't work to live. And, and or, or the opposite of the way, I think I said it. <laughs> they, they work to live. They don't live to work. And you do. Like, it's very obvious that you have this joy about what you do each day and your time is yours. And, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs seek that. And I don't know that a lot of entrepreneurs actually achieve that. Is there anything that you'd like to say about that before we talk about what life's like now and maybe a little bit of health tips for the year? Sure. I think it's definitely challenging, right? When you're trying to build something from scratch, when you're starting a new business or just even like launching a new project at the beginning, it's definitely hard. You know, you're kind of going through labor to uh, give birth to this project or this new business. So there is definitely struggling on like, you know, time management, um, your own personal health and your own, you know, mental stress and then everything. Just keep everything at peace and calm is taking, you know, definitely taking a lot of effort. So I think one thing I always share with my clients, you know, use a lot of breath work. 
you know, a lot of times when we feel like there's tension, there's stress, you feel like you're not really breathing out fully. So you mm -hmm. feel the tension around your shoulders. You start to doing like, you know, clutching over and um, not having that bigger, like better posture and have that heart open. So taking a deep breath out. <sighs> so I do that a lot, uh, even in my practice, in my yoga class or even sharing with my own kids. When sometimes my kids have a tantrum, I tell them, you know, just take a deep breath. And we do that as a family and everybody will feel much better after a certain, you know, a couple of rounds. So um, also to, you know, meditate. So I share that mindfulness practice. I teach you, you know, how to focus on the present moment. And I do that on myself, you know, so that's how in the one, one way I teach is to just share my experience, sharing my experience and sharing my journey with you. So I tell, show people how to not focus on the past or the future, not to worry too much, right? Right now I'm connecting with you, Josh, and this is the present moment I have, and I'm really enjoying it. Oh, stop it. I'm going <laughs> to love you too much. I love that. It's so It makes me so happy. I'll, I'll say this. Life now. You said, my life looks more balanced and more in harmony now, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm witnessing it. Secondly, you also started to collaborate with some different companies in the local area, um, would you tell us a little bit about what life's like now with the practice and like today, like what are the collaborations you're doing? What are, what is your world like so that someone can see that I've done this much work over the last two years in the worst pandemic, in the worst shutdown in the history of that we've ever been through mm -hmm. and, and tell us a little bit about what it looks like in your world through your eyes. Sure. So now we're um, offering group classes at the studio. I have four other instructors. Um, we have one specialized in prenatal postpartum practice, and she's also a birth doula. So she helps um, new families, moms soon to be to embody a safe practice at the studio. And we also have another instructor who's focusing on vinyasa style and uh, doing restorative yoga in yoga, focus more on the alignment, emphasis on uh, giving you modifications, giving you support with uh, different props and the straps, the blocks. And uh, myself, I do teach most of the group classes, I would say, um, during the day when my when the kids are in school. And other than that, I do offer that trauma-informed yoga with private clients, especially since we can reopen after the pandemic. You know, through the three years, we all, everyone kind of experiences some sort of trauma in, in, in different ways. So I do help, um, especially women going through changes, um, looking for a transformation, have support in their physical, mental, emotional capacity. And I also do sound bath um, as a regular practice at the studio. We do weekly sound bath sessions. I did um, got trained and certified as a therapy heart healer during the pandemic. And that's one of the things I did in person and online as well. So now I offer a chakra healing workshop with a sound healing aspect and using the therapy harp. I, I love it. And uh, there's a couple other ones that I've, I've seen. I know that you uh, team up with a local winery and do some, <laughs> some wine yoga. I know you team up with a local brewery and do some yeah. beer and yoga. I know that you did some stuff with one of the local colleges or education. Uh, yeah, I, I forgot to mention the collaborations. <laughs> 
Yeah. So, um, yeah, like you said, we did um, one yoga is one of the things we did um, during the holiday season. There is a local winery um, and her business is also in the Chamber of Commerce. So we got connected through the chamber and, um, you know, we planted the seeds during the pandemic. Once we were able to reopen, we did the holiday wine and uh, sound bath. So everybody get to lay down, enjoy the sound healing and they can have sips of wine during the session before and after. So it's like a, you know, double effect, full, total realization experience. And we did um, holiday parties with the wine and sound as well. So some companies, small groups, they wanted to host private events. We also did that. I did one uh, beer yoga with the local brewery. So we did, it's kind of like a new trend, like a popular thing up north. People are doing, uh, you know, yoga practice with beer. So it's less um, stress is more casual practice. So you get to hold a beer bottle or a cup that while you're doing yoga poses. So it's more like a friend connection, um, you know, like a weekend kind of special event. That is yeah, so then, fun. Go ahead. Yeah, and then uh, we, add, uh, we continued with the virtual aspect of our practice. So I don't do much of a recording session, although we continue doing live uh, offerings. So you have that feel like you're in person in the studio while you're connecting at home or at your office. So we did have a program set up with the uh, Channel Island University, uh, University of California. So their arts and science department staff and employees, their whole group is joining us um, like once a month on the on the Zoom. So I do teach them, you know, the tools they need to have a better um, function throughout their day. Sometimes we do uh, themed yoga practice. Um, so focus on breath work, mindfulness meditation, or we incorporate the sound healing as well. So we try to do, you know, all we can and all the things were sprouted from the, during the pandemic. That's so good. I've got one more question that comes from my CEO. John Patterson has been listening and he just asked, we have actually a pretty big following in China that listens to the podcast. And he wanted to invite you to say something to the listeners in China uh whatever you'd like to say uh, uh, to them if there was anything that you wanted to say sure um i'll, I'll say english first and i, I can and say it in chinese um, like. i know the chinese new year is coming up very soon in in one week and it's actually the year of rabbit um so i think it will be a great year i hope i wish you a happy new year and um if you need any questions any connections with me about influencing you i'd be happy to help you answer any questions uh, 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 oh, you are such a gift. John is enjoying this. He just said, fun. This is really great. So, Cece, thank you so much. I've got one more question for you. And really, it's this. Um, we, we do a, a moment where you become the teacher. And maybe there's something through transactional competence and your expertise in health that maybe you could show me or, or teach me kind of a soapbox moment. If there was something that you could, I guess, teach me or, or teach our listeners about your expertise and your specialized knowledge, uh, what would you like to share with, with everybody that's, that's listening in? Um, I think probably I would share like uh, how to get to the present moment, how to connect with your inner self is through the mindfulness um, practice and building that awareness of noticing where you are at this moment. 
a lot of times we call in yoga, we call our mind the monkey mind. So we have so many thoughts every second and a lot of thoughts are not useful, right? So, they, but they're bothering us so much and it's hard to quiet down the mind, but that's how we use yoga, uh, meditation, breath work and all the tools we can. It's really to find peace within yourself. So when you have a moment that you feel like you're overwhelmed, stressed, and you need um, fight that you're zen, then you think about, am I thinking about the past? Am I worrying about the future? Or am I really connecting and treasuring this moment I have now? And then a lot of things will clear up. I... CC has been an absolute joy to have you on the on the podcast today. Please, we're gonna we're gonna move to to close, but I want you to stick around because I'm sure John's gonna run in the studio and probably want to say some things to you. So please stick around and thank you so much for being my guest today. You're welcome. Pleasure. Namaste, everyone. <laughs> and I am a huge fan of CC, and I'd like to tell you guys what I heard I, and what I saw. CC came about a year and a half ago, and I cannot stress enough how it's so obvious that the business is working for her because you see a lot of business owners many times that they just show up and they're just not really getting it going. I would invite you to consider that there's a pathway. There is a better way of doing that. And that's what we teach. What is the next step? How is this process going to move your business forward in a way that's actually going to serve you? So you're working in the business, <laughs> you're on the business, not in the business. That's what I would invite each of you to see from CeCe's story is the joy that you can have, yoga, beer and yoga, wine and yoga, whatever, bunnies, whatever it is, use your assets and liabilities to the best of your ability and you find out what that path is to make it so that your business works for you and not the other way around. Now, if you'd like to know more about us, go to influentiallyu.global and you can explore our courses, consulting and conferences. We offer a four-year curriculum for those seeking an advanced experience. However, if you're brand new to Influential U, we recommend you start with Thrive. It's our self-guided training. Thrive is a self-guided program that lets you learn at your own pace. Thrive members enjoy weekly live e-coaching sessions and an ever-expanding library of exclusive video lessons with our faculty, thought leaders, and industry experts. You'll get proven proprietary tools to accurately assess your career and develop a realistic strategy to achieve your aims faster. Your membership also includes chat access to faculty plus discounts to our transformative conferences. And I know CC is going to be at the next one. <laughs> Sign up today and use promo code 20 off. That's 20OFF for a 20% discount on the monthly subscription. That's coupon code 20 off. Next week, we welcome Jody Lentz into the Influential You podcast. Jody is the vice president of brokerage for Pacific Advisors. Her energy is infectious, and I look forward to sharing her story with you. And thank you so much for listening today. Each week, we stream live at 2 p.m. Pacific on our website, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube, so you can easily share it with others. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, and any other place that you get quality podcasts. Check out our show notes for links to connect with Cece. And in fact, HarmonyFamilyYoga.com is her website. You can find all of the links to the websites, books, or special downloads that we talked about on today's episode. This podcast is made possible by the Influential You staff, faculty, and members all around the world. Special thanks to our executive producer, Tyson Crandall, with contributions from John Patterson, Michael Teehee, Joey Anderley, Daryl Anderley, Paul West, Liz Smiley, and a special thanks to our guest, Cece Bo. 
Namaste. The Influential You podcast is produced by Influence Ecology LLC in Ventura, California. This episode was recorded on January 11th, 2023. Our podcast theme is from Chris Standring and is titled Fast Trained Everywhere. And if you haven't yet offered a rating or review, I ask that you take a moment, go to iTunes or your podcast app and let us know what you think. This helps us more than you know. We'll see you next week on the Influential You podcast. Thank you.